Hello, my name is Marine Filipanetsos and the title of my presentation is Dancing Phenomenology, a new source of non-verbal knowledge. This uh, research started in uh, 2016 when uh, st I started learning about phenomenology, aesthetics and existentialism and I asked myself, uh, I started asking myself why these fields remain limited to a theoretical, analytical, in a logical way, in orthological way, uh, in this kind of level of things, and why there was no uh, more material and empirical application. There were no touchable examples of what we were studying. Uh, following this mentality and these uh, questions, and as I, uh, as I always liked relating my studies to my own personal experiences and questions and doubts, I observed that there were, there was no actual philosophy of dance. Why would I wonder about the philosophy of dance? Because in my free time as a hobby, I, I like dancing and uh, I practice dance. I, I enjoy this activity. And I was looking for something in philosophy related to dance, just by curiosity, and found, that, found out that there was no philosophy of dance or aesthetics of dance. Uh, thinking about why this would be possible and why there, was, there wasn't a representation of dance in philosophy, uh, it brought the... Actually, what I found out, or what I think, or what I thought then and I still think, is that the problem wasn't only dance, but its main element, which is the body. I mean, art is the, uh, dance is the art of the body. So it wasn't only the dance that was underrepresented, but there was and there is a lack of actual representation, in my opinion, of the body in the philosophical research. <clears throat> thousands, uh, thousands and thousands of words have been used to describe systems and logical uh, reasons behind, behind, above, around, the way the body is perceived, is uh, uh, conceived, uh, in a more social and political context, most important and in a more powerful way, uh, this interest appeared during the 70s and the 80s, as we know with the feminist and the uh, queer waves. But, however, this uh, interest remained uh, in a verbal level, uh, limited to words and, again, mental and logical processes. The body remained and remains dependent to other factors and seems like it, it has no enough importance by itself to stand for itself in the philosophical world as a clear and simple source of experience and knowledge, to, as a kind of characteristic, a, a representant, a, to, a, factor that can represent the human existence and the human self. 
<clears throat> the base of my my presentation is actually the fight somehow of this duality between generally two aspects mind and body the immaterial and the material the subject and the object the verbal and non-verbal all these usually represented by the mind by the brain by the higher more valuable part of uh, the human existence compared to the more material less important and usually underestimated embodied part of the human existence so when we think about the human abilities as i was saying usually uh, when we think about these abilities the self some characteristic about consciousness and phenomenology and existentialists do it as well we tend to think about a, a brain the mind-centered image in practice we uh, we imagine the center of all this research, all these processes, all these abilities to be in our heads. We think that ah, somebody will think with its heads, and the self is center above here in this area, separated somehow or forgetting or leaving behind the rest of the body, and even in in this uh, perception, we can see that. Uh, in the level of, of, of our senses, we focus also not in all of all our senses, but we limit our analysis, usually our, our more, uh, concentration to the visual, to the sight and the hearing uh, parts of uh, our sensor sensorial inputs. And when we forget about some part, usually means that we underestimate or uh, don't think that they have they are worth to mention or to uh, they're not such important that uh, as the as the other senses or as the other parts of ourselves so in this way i believe that the body is perceived as non-worthy of a source of stimuli and um, sensorial input, but not only sensorial, also knowledge or perception. Uh, but, as I write, the, the body is not a passive object, as we, we usually think or we usually perceive. Uh, it doesn't only follow our brilliant and genius and capable brain. And it doesn't only passively serves the mind mundane necessities. It is a whole, complete, energetic and present subject. Yes, the body, usually thought of as an object or more material and mortal thing, is it, it is a subject. We are a subject with our brain, uh, with our bodies, not only with our brains and our minds. We are in a whole a subject and this subject this body is connected and interconnected throughout all its members inner members but also it feels and exists within its surroundings <clears throat> even from an anatomical scientific uh, perspective the body is not 
as separated, is not separated in different, complete detached parts, but everything is organized in systems, is not touch, is not cut, every part is not cut uh, between them. Uh, and this means that inside the body, in an atomical way, there is an inner connection and correlation between every element and every member of our embodied self. Uh, and in these systems and this correlated system, our brains uh, are also there. They are not separated from the rest of the body. This is why I would like to decentralize the idea of consciousness and perception and self, also the idea of the self, only uh, I would like to decentralize this idea from this uh, mind-brain-centered perception and somehow I would like to extend this ability, this uh, capability, this capacity uh, to the rest of our bodies in a more complete and holistic way. This uh, separation that uh, I would like to merge exists not only between mind and body, as I said, but also between the theoretic, abstract, immaterial level of our existence, which is usually mental and verbally expressed and thought and always perceived as higher and more valuable from the traditional philosophy and other kind of uh, uh, researches, uh, compared to the other part of our existence, the material, object, more objective, uh, and practical level, which is caged in our mortal bodies. Addition, ad additionally, in philosophy, there is a tendency of wanting to explain and to express everything, but always in a verbal way. Any idea or input, sensorial or mental, we tend to need somehow to express it into, to put it into words, into pages, books, and write a lot, a lot of papers about it. However, when we transfer somatical sensory input into words, we lose a vast majority of the real experience and usually we forget an important amount of what we really experience and what we really are. When we verbalize, we choose, we have to limit what we are saying. This is why I would like to find a meeting point between these two levels, the more theoretical, the mind, the verbal one, and the non-verbal, corporeal, and material one. Even if it seems hard to process and to think and a solution for this, there is this example of dance, which is the one that I would like to analyze, that helps in this um, merging of levels. Dance is the experience of the existence without the weight of canonical thoughts. It's, a, it's focus, it's process, it's awareness, but experiences, experienced through the body alone, free from verbalizations, concepts, ideas, or theories, or theological theories. <clears throat> it simply, it simply happens. It simply, it simply is as a human being is and exists. It's a moment where the human being controls its self-causing movement of life. The dancer creates a temporal and special context where it is possible to perceive the presence and the absence of our own 
existence. In the example of the dancer, we can see how a subject can perceive and express and exist in a conscious and present way without relying all the, this perception to his mind and verbal expression. The dancer is able to exist, expanding him, his consciousness and perception to its whole body and creating new ways of communication that don't need and don't rely in words or verbal ways of expression in order to understand to understand what is being experienced, but also in order to be understood. The dancer liberates itself from the limitation of the verbal medium uh, as the overestimation of words and our, our logical abilities may limit our flexibility in the way we can feel our experiences. As I said before, sometimes when we verbalize something, we tend to limit what we can say and what we are able to express. <clears throat> so instead of filtering our life through concepts and explanations, there are ways of understanding, or better say, feeling, the way of our existence, the way that our existence is present, and how this existence is related to the external world, how we are connected to the external world without terms, concepts, or, or verbal explanations. Dance is a somatical attempt to give substance to the unshaped, untextured, textured, undefined, unstable, fluent, and mobile. This is precisely what traditional philosophy fears, but the dancer is able to absorb textures, meaning, motion, of the bodily existence and to create and express itself through this purely embodied mo motion. With dance as an existential phenomenological experience, it is possible to find the existential authenticity, but not in a theoretical, in a non-corporeal way. When dancing, it is possible to achieve and create one owns authenticity, bodily and materially. The body itself, in this way, becomes the source of creation. The human, the subject, creates materially the space and the time where it exists. There is no more essential control of one's life and self. Dance is the exercise of one's own vital performance, how we perform our lives is the expression of the potential of the human, which gets realized through the movement, the intention that a dancer may have. In a more contemporary perspective of dance, we see similar perception as in Nietzsche about the meaning of the possibility, the power and freedom that the subject has, not only to do and to realize, but to decide and to choose if to do and realize. In contemporary dance, non-verbally and non-theoretically, we see that there is not always steps and movement, but there is also this feeling of possibility, also an, a non-realization of an intention. So, the, the dancer becomes a conscious life and existence creator, aware of his, her possibilities, 
and potentials, not again in a theoretical way, but in a corporeal, embodied way. The dancer reverses this analogy, or dance reverses the analogy of the terms of embodied mind and make it, and the body becomes a mindful body. Instead of having a mind with the adjective embodied as a secondary characteristic, we have a body which is mindful, full of mind. So we have a more complete, as I said before, perception of knowledge, of experience and how the subject, in this case the dancer, is able to, to understand his or her own self. In this way, the dancer projects this awareness to the rest of the body and not simply to the brain. The dancer symbolically and also in practice is tra transcendent, is self-understanding and creatively engaged to its life. When we mean engaged, we mean that it's conscious, that it's in control of what is happening, but not only thinking, but also doing in a more corporeal way. All these aspects, uh, to, to mention some, of the dancer and the nature of dance in relation to this understanding or, as I said before, better feeling of non-verbal and non-mental understanding, as I, as I mean before, of uh, life and existence, brings, a, in my opinion, an interesting conclusion that there is one example of non-verbal but corporeal knowledge represented by dance. This knowledge can be brought up to the philosophical level and enrich what philosophy and specifically phenomenology or existentialist, existentialism is looking for and is not a fight but maybe a collaboration between different uh, human expressions, uh, human activities, not only the theoretical philosophical research, but probably bringing more information and more knowledge from other sources. Uh, one example is dance, but also from yoga or from tai chi or other more embodied and more uh, body-centered uh, practices may bring a richer perception of uh, the human self and the human existence. I'm not the only one saying this. I, I had the luck to learn about Professor Schusterman, the, who tried already to propose <clears throat> in his some aesthetics these kinds of connection and links of uh, human activities. And I would like to conclude with a small uh, paragraph uh, of Sondra Fralick, which is a contemporary dancer which, uh, who reads and knows about uh, philosophy, phenomenology and existentialism, and is an example of a dancer who has embraced philosophy in, in her practices. 
And she said, when I dance, I'm subtly attuned to my body and my motion in totally different way than I ordinarily am in my everyday actions. When I dance, I'm acutely aware of my movement. I study it until I eventually turn my attention to the subtleties of feeling and meaning. I embody the motion, pure presence, a radiant power of feeling completely present to myself and connected to the world. Here we see how a dancer herself expresses how in her body she feels aware, totally in control of her body and herself. And she becomes one with this movement and this presence in the world.